0: hello and welcome to episode 83 of the therapy tales podcast what if I want Maltesers well the phone <laughs> is on top of the Maltesers so we um, remove the Maltesers <laughs> from under the phone and we problem solve look at that that's problem solving right at the start it must be the Christmas spirit we're able to problem it's solve Christmas <laughs> so there's me Dawn the human behaviorist and here's Jess the Malteser monster
1: we have two Jesses today I'm talking at the phone Right. <laughs> we okay. have Jess Williams, I'm Jess Prost We've also got Kim Cleary Yes I can remember your last name
0: <laughs> We can let them introduce themselves
1: Oh, okay Who are you? Um, oh, who, I see why you always go bright when this happens
0: Yeah, yeah who do so, you want to be today?
1: Oh. I'm philosophical, like existential I'm
2: having an existential crisis <laughs> Yeah, I'm Jess Williams, I'm a doctor and working various stuff with
0: Jess. Okay, and for some reason you now seem to have the whole microphone right you in love, front of you. I really love Even us. though <laughs> we we're Finally, really. in the middle of the table so we could get everybody <laughs> and it's only Jess that's really quiet.
1: Um, I'm Kim Cleary, I'm a dog tuner, but I am also having a who am I moment. Are you? Yeah, yeah who am, am I? So why am I the only one who
0: is cool <laughs> with who I am? That's just like some thought twist. Right? <laughs> pot on like a year ago
1: we've not grown up yet we don't know what we want to be when we grow up
0: i don't no, want I know to grow who up I am. And it's
2: just the pressure of announcing it on a microphone
1: oh, I see. You know to who the you mass it's like public. public speaking by oh, i genuinely don't know who i am
2: <laughs> i am so many
1: things how do you pick one
0: well at least you know what we're talking about because i don't we're just like we're going to do a podcast we've been talking about stuff what are we talking about jess
1: well jess questioned me today <gasps>
0: do. <laughs> We, um, we, um, we refer to the Jess that sat with us as Stormzy Jess, because her, her dog's called Storm, and we have way too many Jesses in your circle, circle, circle. cult, yeah. whatever we want to call it. So yes. Stormzy,
2: me, Jess, had a question about Storm for <laughs> Jess. <laughs> oh no, that's too confusing. <laughs> yeah, because I now need to talk about my dog, The stormy's not going to work, is it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, not in this context, but just for everybody else. For Yesterday it was coverage. very
1: Stormy. It was. It was very we walked stormy, on the beach been, with Stormzy, Storm, and in a storm, we
2: did. And Jess and Jess.
0: And you survived.
2: <laughs> hey, you <laughs> splash! So, survived
0: another storm. So um,
1: Jess is working with uh, Stormzy, and well, actually, Storm 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 <laughs> is doing great. What
0: type of dog is Storm?
1: A German Shepherd.
0: Okay. How old is she? All our fans know this. No, yep. yep On oh, the new ones, mate. There's be. lots of people, and, and also I have people who listen to the podcast, not just dog people. Just. <laughs> okay, so
2: a quick history of me and my dogs. Yeah. So um, Storm's a four-year-old German Shepherd. Um, I privately rehomed her when she was seven months old, and she arrived straight away with a lot of human and dog reactivity. Just... Just lost. She just wanted to kill everything. She just wanted to kill things. Everything that wasn't me. Okay. So she's never done, the, like, the handler directly aggression to me, but everything else in the world, she was just not on the planet.
0: Okay. Come. Cool. All right, then. So, and just... then she, she came along,
2: and she said, hey, here's my other dog. <laughs> <laughs> I, um... <laughs> I have a used to be in the force free world so when i found jess's stuff online i instantly was like right you use e-collars i hate you No, e-collars are cruel i don't like it not doing it and then the algorithm kept popping her stuff back up in my news feed because i'd engage with it and then it kept coming up again and again and again and then i was like oh i hate this. It's kind of makes sense i really hate <laughs> that this is making sense this is ruining my entire worldview, and i don't like it and so I brought along my test dog, my my other dog, to a German Shepherd workshop. He's also a German Shepherd. And it turns out that Jess, even though she was using e-collars, wasn't
0: brutally tormenting behind yeah. the scenes, you
2: know, like because I've been suspicious because there's a social media front that people have and then there's the real life. Yes, so I was like absolutely. I thought from what I'd seen on social media that Jess was who she presented, yep. but there was that bit of suspicion. And Storm being more sensitive, more problematic, more easy to go wrong. I was like, I'm not bringing her. Yes, <laughs> bring, the, bring the spare dog, the test puppy.
0: Yes, which is interesting, actually, in context, how times change and things have happened. <laughs> no, he's your <laughs> more, more difficult dog he's now. <laughs> difficult dog now. <laughs> so, um, so then you got sucked into the cult of Jess.
2: Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and went from Jess to Jess squared to Jess cubed. So we now have three Jesses in the cult of Jess.
1: you know, the cult is actually your cult. Because we're all like... Oh, well, we no, because I am
0: I am not part of it anymore. It's all going we, in a new direction without me. you're like the omnipotent like, being that just surrounds <laughs> us and keeps us... You're the glue. You're like the puppet master. <laughs> puppet master I like. Yeah, yeah, that one's working for one. me. <laughs> okay, so... So, so actually, she asked a question.
1: So she, We were work, walking past some people and her other dog, who she, she's now working on, um, he's being a bit whingy adolescently, and um, Storm was reacting to Jess's stress and the, the other dog's stress, and I said, why don't you just put her in a down while you're dealing with him? And she said immediately, like, isn't that just management?
2: I didn't say
0: it like that. Well, that's how I took it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Everybody listening to the podcast didn't see Jess's face and slight head wobble as she did that. So um, they might not have interpreted it in quite the same way as you just did. But then
2: At the time. That, I put her in a down, dealt with it. That's and then just
1: she human so element. Factor. We spent all this time talking about how we're doing avoidance by just managing. Yeah. And so I'd said putting her down and she said well hang on a second are we not going back a step then I don't want to just manage my dog Yes. but I find it upsetting that she's questioning me but also good that she's questioning me because it's good to question Um, if you don't question things you don't know why you're doing something Mm -hmm. so it makes me go well why did I say that and also why
0: (laughs) why 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 too many why's so for me when when I hear that I think it is management but it's good management it's setting the boundaries for your dog and giving them the expectations it's not control it's management management isn't a bad word management is this is what my expectations of are you of you are and this is how I will instruct you in those expectations so that yeah. you can then make the appropriate choice and not kind of fall foul of it and end up with me having to control you that that's so if I that, that was my interpretation of it but I think it's really interesting your interpretation because that's the human element right it's the am i not just and 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 i think she's come from
1: that background of everything was management and she didn't question anything before yeah
0: yeah and i also think um we get fatigued and we get burnt by stuff that's happened in the past So um, I have a lot of conversations with my clients about, but I've tried this before and this is what's always happened and this is what I've always done and what will happen if. And my new favorite phrase, which has been developed over the last week, is observe, don't predict. Don't predict, observe, because that stops you doing the what if and that stops you doing the, well, I did that before and it didn't work. And it goes, well, what's actually happening right now? It brings you back into the moment. So don't predict, observe, right? And that's the problem is that we all predict. We do this, well, I've done this before, and then we're going to go on a slippery slope. If I reward them with food, for doing what I've asked them to do, doesn't that just make it, they'll only do it when they get food and that's just another, it's not actually teaching them anything, it's just swapping one thing for another.
1: Yeah, and like everything, there's not one answer. It's all about interconnectedness of all the things that we're doing. So in that instance, my answer to her was, You've got a variable which is you're not just working with her, you're working with your other dog. She needs to be just tick batted out and just chill out for a minute while we deal with this problem, which will reduce your stress, which will reduce her stress.
2: Yeah, because I was getting annoyed at myths because I was like, come on, you can do this. And the more I get frustrated, Storm no then gets worse and worse, mm-hmm. and I can't manage two dogs while i'm getting annoyed myself at the fact that i can't manage the two dogs and then storm's behavior backslides so much if i get stressed
0: yes well i think all of us do i think all of us when we get emotionally hijacked we we lose all the rational stuff you know so um got paul on your ipad for christmas i thought i'd go on the apple refurb store to buy it um but actually, turns out that the, the Apple iPads on the Apple refurb store were still really expensive because they were the pros. And um, I actually had gone to Amazon and bought it as a refurb on Amazon. a kind of nearly new. Forgotten that I'd done that because I actually had spent a lot of time looking on the Apple refurb store. So on Christmas Day, he takes it out of the box and goes, oh, this is a bit of a different box. I'm like, no, it's fine. It's because it's refurb. <laughs> Still believing it was. Um, and when it goes to plug it in, it wouldn't charge. It wasn't taking a charge. And it asked us to upgrade to the latest iOS by plugging it into a computer. I'm like, you don't need to plug them into a computer. But it won't plug in because the charging port wasn't really working. So I'm on with Apple, like, frantically typing on the chat. It is ridiculous, you know. Well, you can't do this. And they said, oh, well, what you need to do is take it to the Apple store. What, the Apple store that's 70 miles away in Aberdeen. Are you going to pay for my petrol? For me to go all the way to Aberdeen to take your faulty iPad back so that you can tell me your iPad is faulty. Well, I'm really sorry. We can't really do anything about it. You know, we've tried all the troubleshooting. You need to take it to Aberdeen. I've booked you in. Take it there. So I go to the Apple store, like, ranting, raving, like, don't fucking working. And he's like, that plug, that's really different. I'm really confused by this iPad because that's not the normal plug that we'd include in the box. And I'm like, well, okay, can you give me one of the Apple Approved box plugs because something's obviously going wrong here. He says, yeah, yeah, fine. I s- and I said, I can't get it to connect. And he got it to connect on a little USB-C and he updated the iOS and he was like, it all worked fine. But I said, it did, I got it from the Apple store. So I went through my emails. <laughs> so I'm going through my emails looking for Apple iPad, I find the one from Amazon. <laughs> and I'm like, no, can't find the email. Sorry, can't find it. <laughs> oh my god so I'm like shit 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 shit, shit. so anyway he's, he updated the iOS get, got new plugs from them and cables and everything like that and took it home and Paul decided he wanted to connect his Apple Pencil which he's not used for forever but he wanted to connect it but funnily enough it didn't connect because the stupid fucking port wasn't working so all I hear is Paul kind of right I'm like right that's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not having. That's two days of you sighing because your stupid iPad that I bought you was a really nice present doesn't bloody work. It's going back. Now I knew it was from Amazon, I could send it back because Apple refused to take it back. I had to go to the Apple store. I was raging at them, even though it wasn't their fault. Um, <laughs> 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 so, so now it was on Amazon. It was cool because I could like just send it back. So I just, I'm like, I'm sending it back. Give me, the, give me the, give me the box. Give me the iPad. I'm sending it back. There was no, and it was like, well, no, it's fine. I'm like, no, it's not fine anymore. And I'm like. You He's like, I'm really sorry, but, you know, it's just not working. I'm like, no, it, the problem was that you did the research and you said it's an older version and it was never going to work. And, and I'm like, I just, like, lost it because I was just like, I bought you a nice present and all you're doing is sighing about it and I can't be doing the sighing. So I sent it back. And there's probably far better options that I could have done. But by the point at which I tipped over which was, that's it, there's nothing you're going to do that actually is going to get treated with, let's look at this logically and rationally and deal <laughs> with it in an appropriate way. No, it's like, fucking presents going back, sod you. I bought him another one, It's not an Apple iPad, but a really nice like novo tablet PC thingy that he's now happily playing Did with. Did you buy
2: that from the Apple store too? <laughs>
0: no, I bought him a non-Apple, far, far cheaper, far more functional version of exactly the thing he wanted, which I should have got in the first place rather than an Apple expensive thing that doesn't do what he wanted. But anyway, Aww. lesson learned. Once you're emotional, you can't think. Yeah. And there's no logic and reasoning. So what you actually have to do is do what you have to do. And sometimes you have to go... Just do it, and then go. Okay, why did you think that was the right thing to do? And that's the really good question to ask you, Jess, because you don't you do so much instinctively, and it's really hard for the trainers around you. Come on, different residentials and different workshops, and we think we get it right. Um, Stormsy Jess and I had had a conversation a couple of months ago when there was a, a couple on the walk, and there was loads of dogs, and we told them something to do that was exactly like you've told lots of people before. And then you came along and said, no, you shouldn't do that. (laughs) And we went. And I was like, I was pretty sure that was exactly the right thing to do. I've heard you talk a load of people loads of times really consistently I understood why you were telling people to do that I thought it was right but then you came along and went no don't do it this way I'm like ah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what that is now it was something to do with it was look it was the look command for food it was kind of connection it was actually giving the look command to get them to look at them and before that it was just like you know bring the food to your eye and then give it to the dog uh, but now uh-huh. it was like you must say that why are you bringing the food to your eye what's that and they said but because they, they said <laughs> and he said, "No, if you want to teach them a look command teach them a look command <laughs> Okay, but the, there is loads of stuff that you do every residential you do something different happens because you adapt to the dog and the owners and the situation and and for those who are learning and trying to replicate what you do for themselves and for other people, they need to ask why and they need to ask you so that you can go, "I actually need to stop and think about this and I question do. why well
1: one of the things to do was that because she 's a shepherd. It's her breed-specific need to um, <laughs> take instruction, right? But what I mean by that is, like, a, a normal dog, like, say I asked Toosie to lie down when someone was walking past. Like, Toosie is really nosy. She actually really enjoys saying hi. Um, and so I've asked her to lie down and ignore the person the dog, which sometimes she just has to do. Yeah. But she would be like, oh. yeah, or the shepherd to. will go... Okay, I'm lying down. What else yeah. can I do for you? Yeah, 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 what am I going to lie down here for? And um, as the person walks past, instead of looking at the person, which is what her natural instinct is to do, she's lying down, staring at Jess for the next instruction. Yes. So she's actually getting dopamine for doing the thing that we feel bad asking them to do because, you know, I, I think a part of the, well, I the cult. Feel is, bad well, what, it, But what it's I mean like... is, what the, our cult likes freedom. We don't want to go give instructions constantly to the dogs, so we want them to have. We want them to make the choices that they get as much freedom as they can.
2: Yeah, and but on that journey, said that like before, that a lot of the balance training lays too much on obedience. Yeah, obedience and using that to plaster over the stuff. And so I'm there, like, but what my end goal for my dog is that she can just wander past stuff. Maybe she'll sniff. Maybe she won't. She'll just wander around. So that's the end goal, and so it feels like a backslide. But then talking about it afterwards... the rules are consistent. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's what Jess is (laughs) playing.
1: So we have this. um, She's got a partner called Shui, and he's awesome. And he comes from China. I think he might be related to um, General Mao. (laughs)
0: He's not. Okay. He's not. (laughs) This is is where Jess goes off on one.
1: No, he he brought this game called The Dictator. Right. And you don't know any of the rules. Right. So it's brilliant for doing on the Residentials because it's like your dog. Like, there's one person that tells you what the rules are well they know once you've no they don't tell you what the rules are <laughs> but they tell you uh, they correct you right and they give you a, what do you call it
2: you get penalties a the wrong thing,
1: but you don't know you've done the wrong thing until you do it and then once you've done it you have to learn a few times ah oh, okay so the seven is this rule right so you don't know up front so it's basically like being a dog
0: sounds just... my idea of how well yeah, okay. I it with my it was
2: yesterday dad's, dad's yesterday. idea my of how was here. it
1: yeah my mum surprisingly was a bit like yeah okay yeah, I get this okay I don't, maybe she just wasn't aware i think enough.
2: your mum just had didn't she fall didn't
1: into get any traps.
2: So your dad was not impressed not
1: <laughs> so it's really frustrating like it's one of these things like i hate it but i want to do it again right <laughs> but it is a good it is Once a good parallel yeah absolutely it's brilliant for that and so one of the things that he says when you when you start getting really frustrated is the rules are consistent right <laughs>
0: <laughs> the rules are consistent it's well that's, that's important to realize uh, but, his, his, um, but we are You've got a brainworm now, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. But we aren't. Our rules aren't consistent. They're we not. just gave they a change. whole description to say your whole rules change every time somebody comes along. We do something different. Yes, but the
1: point is that the intent it might is be different, But like. I think the rules are consistent. So I'm going to say the rules are consistent, even though they aren't. <laughs> the rules do you are mean not
2: that, consistent. Like, the principles are the consistent. The principles are consistent, yeah. the, the intent the is consistent.
0: So <laughs> the, the actual
2: what to do in the situation does change. Varies. A lot of it varies. It varies
0: based on lots of variables. Yeah. Not, so, so this kind of comes back to the, the David Hamilton if you put a paracetamol in a test tube, yeah. it will work mm. 100% of the time exactly the same way. Yeah. If you put it in a body, sometimes it'll work, sometimes it'll not work, it'll have variable results. So that's too many variables when you're t- talking about live things. So I think one of the hardest things that I have with clients is this idea that they have that there is a perfection that they reach, that everything will work OK all of the time, that they will be this brilliant version of themselves and they won't fall into the traps that people fall into. That's that's not how life works, you know. We are we are human. They are dogs. They are live animals, and therefore, sometimes they won't listen. Sometimes they will. Sometimes they'll have a moody on them. Sometimes they won't. Sometimes we'll have a moody on us. Sometimes we won't. <laughs> you know, there's so many variables. Even the weather, you know, horses in the wind just go mental, don't they? So yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not sure if it affects dogs in the same yeah, way. Yeah, but yeah. So the
2: storm was muzzled today because I was in a bit of a funny mood, and the wind and the storms yeah. so were just. So I was like, "No, you weren't muzzled. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not."
0: And that, that's, that if we look at the yeah. intent, the intent is for the the dog and the human to be as calm and content as you possibly can be, yeah. right? That, that's 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 what we're looking for. And so, in this particular situation, what structure do I need to create to make that closest to what I achieve? Not even achieve that. Closest to what I achieve, because there are so many variables that I can't factor in. And the more aware you are of those variables, the more you can make choices. Like I'm going to muzzle them today. These variables are likely to have an impact. We're just going to minimise it so both of us get the best chance of a decent walk. Yeah. And I think. But that's where the why questions are really good. What is the intent behind? This is not an obedience sit down, lie down thing, what is the intent behind getting her to lie down while I'm dealing with my other dog? What 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 am I trying to achieve with that? And then it's not actually about whether she does a really good lie down or not, or whether she's kind of slightly ready to move or anything like that, because the intent is that she's waiting for the next instruction for you, so you get to go and deal with your other dog.
2: Yeah, and I guess the difference between, so I'm not, it's not that she's lying in a down going, I'm going to attack the thing, I'm going to attack the thing, I'm going to attack the thing, but I'm holding her it down. It's not plastering over it in that no, way. It's not just at all. me going, I'm going to help you out. You're struggling for what to do in the situation, so we're going to do this. Here you go, do an obedience. And she's yeah. like, i do an obedience. Yeah, yeah do yeah. an obedience. Okay.
0: Yeah, so she gets something out of it as well. And it's like, it's like when you've got kids, you know, if you've got a kid with complex needs the other kid is likely to be very overlooked. And so the other kid is likely, so, you know, I've known people who would just feel like they're not cared about because they don't need watching after all the time and their parents just leave them to do what the heck they want to. And and they can get into all sorts of trouble and things like that, but nobody seems to be watching them because the kid with the complex needs needs all the attention. Yeah. And, but they learn that's something about them. It's not, it's just circumstantial. It's a situation they happen to be in that has left them without much attention. So as a good dog owner with multiple dogs, you have to work out how you get the balance. When you have a dog that has more complex needs, how do you make sure the other dog's still getting his needs met? Yeah, that
1: makes sense. And, and um, we can go back to the obedience stuff, but I don't feel like... You know, I do say people are relying too much on obedience, but it doesn't mean that I don't think obedience has got a place. I just think that we, um, we try and obedience our way of everything and we're not really uh, allowing the dogs to fail because we're just so convinced that getting the dog to stay or walk to heal is going to, you know, make it look good on the surface. Well, actually, what, really what we want to do is go, uh, we have that, we can fall back on that for situations like that when we need it. But then we start to, kind of like when I, we talk about the reset rules, so we've changed prison rules to reset rules because it's not very politically correct, okay. which is a little bit annoying because the whole point in prison rules was that it came from us working in the prison. Um, for me, it was the parallel between taking the, taking everything right back to, stripping it right back to everything is um, errorless, errorless learning. You can't make mistakes because you've got no room to make mistakes and then giving them the freedom to make mistakes. So the obedience stuff is... Right, lie down here and let me deal with this okay now I've got time for you now I'd like you to do this thing and I've got all of my resources and her energy being able to help you if you were to get it wrong yeah whereas you don't have that then you need some sort of backup plan and even keeping on a lead is more stressful in that situation because um you were dealing with Minsk and she was on a lead and she was like to bark and lunge say extreme example which is barking and lunging at someone She's then being reinforced for, for failing because it feels good to bark at lunch, She 's got a dopamine from that. So we've failed, but we've also reinforced the behaviour we don't want to reinforce. Yeah. So doing nothing is worse than using obedience. Oh, it's kind of like a chess game. It's like, what are you are going to play?
0: But and doing nothing is not doing nothing, right? We've talked about this yeah. before. It's not the absence of an action. is not the lack of an action.
1: still something It's happening. still
0: something. You're still making a choice. we've so got lots of different moves that we can yeah. play. But the reflex
1: of having... So when I say reflex, something that we've conditioned so much that it becomes really... Like for her, it's a walk in the park. Do it down. Cool, I can do that.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and it's useful to use at that moment in time because the factors were not in your favour.
2: yeah that's the thing I think I was just sort of extra sensitive about it because yeah, going back to any sort of relying on management feels like no I live my life on a long line and I'm for too long I want my dog to be able to just walk through the park in a land of sunshine and races so you know you <laughs> and everything do. is like it's interesting. So old, old, but oh, you know we had this
1: talk with Jency, didn't we that, that um, um. In the, the the rule or the road to progress to progress and, and the goal is over here. But actually sometimes we need to go a few steps backwards, we need to go down, we need to go up, we need to go to the side. It's not just
0: up, 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 up. Yeah. And there is no endpoint at which everything's perfect. And there's no end point. Mm, no. That's the other depressing. <laughs> <laughs> but the, <laughs> the you thing is training
2: your dog especially never carry on. a shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> well, your
0: person. Your person's not gonna be perfect. Yeah. You're always gonna have stuff. And the um the thing that's interesting for me about obedience is is that um, it's actually not what the instruction is. So, most people, when they think about obedience, it's I know how to sit, I know how to stay, I know how to give a paw. It's the instruction. Actually, the obedience for you is that she does what you tell her to. Yeah. not It's irrelevant what that actually happens to be. Well, if having, you asked her to, to balance this, on two legs, that would be just as good. Having yeah. this conflict, it's conflict, right? It's about
1: whether we should um, ask the dog to do a thing or allow the dog to make the choice. So that's where we're stuck
2: in between. But if, we, if we're allowing her to make a choice, I need to be able to give her, that was a good choice or that was a bad choice, I need to be able to give her and feedback. If and I it can, if can't if on risk If is playing up for me at the moment.
0: Plus, we talk about this with the kind of dopamine thing. If you were playing a game of bingo and you had to find all the numbers you didn't have, Yeah. Can you imagine how hard that would be? Right. So if you were making a choice without any guidance or any boundaries, how can you know whether you made which bit of it was the right or the wrong choice? Yeah. Right. If you ask to do something and they don't do it, then that's it. Now we can we've got something to work with. But if you don't ask to do anything and they do something, how do they know when you correct them that that was the thing? You can't sit down and have a little conversation and say, "Okay, next time I'd like you to do this instead. It's like when people call them back to them and say, "Sit, Sean. I'm touching the floor."
1: Yeah, Sean came out every time you win a game of the dictator, um, you get to make a new rule. And so Sean made a rule, whenever a five came out, you have to touch the floor. But right. none of us knew what it was. None of us saw him do it. And
2: so the he was whole like, few games... So we were getting penalty cards for failing to touch the object. And we, we had going, no idea what we were And so we're then playing a five and we're like tapping the table and he's like, no, penalty card. And I'm like, okay, what, what, what do you so want from frustrating us? frustrating because
1: we didn't know <laughs> yeah. how, how we were getting it wrong, but we kept getting it wrong.
0: And you kept trying, right? Did and you? that's yeah. the thing, right? So this is, this is the same thing. So, so I think when we, we talk about it, we talk about obedience... Not as the end result, but as the intent behind why we're doing it. And if you give an instruction, you have room to move. on that's good, that's bad, that's indifferent, right? But if you don't give an instruction, if it's totally freeform, you can't give any feedback yeah
2: because for her doing a down stay like her down is a down stay by default for her doing that is such an ingrained thing that she knows if she's doing it right or wrong she knows sometimes she'll if, she, if there's something really big happening around her she'll sort of peel herself off the floor like I'm trying to stay in the down bum I mean, yeah. but she, can, she knows that that isn't part of what I'm asked her to do
0: yeah plus yeah, you know the, there's the, the second level with, with just the dog stuff which is um, a dog lying down especially in a, not in a bowing position where it's about to pounce on you or something, but a dog lying down is sending the right body language to the other dogs as well. Yeah. So... In this case, this particular obedience instruction happens to have a dual purpose. One, it gives you obedience, and two, it gives you a nice body language with a dog that is less threatening to the other dogs around it. Yeah. So it's a good double whammy compared yeah. to a sit or give me a paw or something like that. But the principle is the same. The principle is, hey, we've got a situation going on here. I'm going to give you some instructions. You go do that, and then we'll get the party afterwards when you've done it and everybody's yeah. happy and nobody notices anything, anything off. But again, it's that principle of we're dealing with living things. So living things have lots of variables that affect the outcomes. And part of that is your own variable, your own state, your own stuff that's going on with you. And that's perfectly okay. Uh, and I think one of the things we do really badly as humans is forgive and forget I think we hang on to our state we hang on to things for a long time it took me half a day to get over grumbling with my husband over him sighing because his stupid iPad didn't work it took me half a day to come down off that state and literally everything he did he was getting like the evils for from that point of view, it was just like you know and he knew because he apologised for not really doing anything wrong to be honest but you know it, it's just it's a, it's a human state to be to be in that kind of mode and then not rational and reasonable with everything that happens within that that sphere and and when we're dealing with dogs it's really not fair because they get over it really quickly and are on to the next thing and we're still like that happened two years ago and you're still doing it
2: well what i was doing a mints today we were just trying to get him to bring his energy down and not trample over daxies while he's running around going (laughs) 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 it's really hard and like i say
1: i think most of the trainers that we're uh, coming across are obsessed with obsession obsession obedience, Yeah. <laughs> and both sides, of course, are they seem to be obsessed with like, if, if I get my obedience right, everything has to be fine. Yep. And we're now going to the other side of that, which is we want them to make good choices. We want them to have as much freedom as possible. But to get to that point, we do need to have some obedience on the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's okay. As long as our, our goal is to get them to make good choices by giving them information that's required to make those good choices you have to have a beer mostly by having parties
0: yay <laughs> everybody has to follow certain rules certain structure everybody has to have boundaries and it makes us very uncomfortable like playing a game like that for some people it's incredibly frustrating to play a game with no rules, oh, no, no rules yeah you know mm-hmm. that's not that's not anybody's some people's idea like of fun whereas other people are like you know figuring out is yeah you know, i don't like figuring things out particularly it doesn't make me feel good to do it.
1: Well, we have to play it with Dawn.
0: No, you don't. I don't want to play it. I think it's...
1: you
0: like it. Don't bang on the table when we're recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: don't it. i the, the guns.
0: <laughs> nope, my idea of hell. I like playing things I enjoy. You like rules. I, I don't. It's rules. I am a rule follower. I have always been a rule follower, so yeah. So this would be I,
2: unpleasant because you'd have to, you'd be yeah. breaking the rules. I, I, so what was, was really interesting be... about
1: I think the game is there's a lot of psychology in it. So for example, Shui really likes being the enforcer. Okay. And then Willow does something incredibly smart, and so every when she won, her rule was whoever was enforcing also got a penalty card so he had to he had to be thinking about whether he wanted to get a card or enforce hers and he was totally glitching i, was like, yeah, I could win here but also you've just failed and therefore i want to correct you but also it'll correct me it's so interesting oh, that's isn't a cool it? one she was very oh, clever, well done right? yeah.
0: smart
1: and every we put a seven down you have to say have a nice day and she was like so mad and you like have a nice
0: day <laughs> it was brilliant see now that would be fun to watch See, not play. Just. But well, I think you learn about
1: people, but how they interact with yeah. each oh. other in that kind of situation, and. Yes. You're actually quite even about it. I think you enjoyed it. Um, maybe not because you played it before, I suppose. As well. well so
2: I've played it before but not for years and years. So I couldn't remember all the rules, but I knew the vague concepts of some of them. Yeah. But I knew how annoyed I was about to be. So I was mentally <laughs> prepared for being annoyed and confused.
0: I <laughs> I'm hate... really selling the game on and on. I already was against it. I, I hate I hate any situation where you felt like you feel like you're left out where you feel like you're not in the know and that people have got nice little secrets you know and referring to something that's their little secret and that you're not part of it I do not like that you sensation will hate I don't absolutely don't, don't like that at all
1: i well, for me it was more like okay I'll get the rules now but it was remembering them <laughs> do you know what I mean it's like oh, I knew I knew that but oh my god there's didn't... a there's a
0: book I read recently um and I, I, it was a weird book like many of the books I read are and um this father and his two daughters had this little game they played, and they'd they pass this, um, they'd clap their hands or something and pass something, and then they go, This is a three. And then the other person had to do the same thing they had to guess what the rules of the game and they think it was about clapping the hands or something like that and they pass it around and every time somebody new came into the household they'd have to play this game and the father and the two daughters would have a laugh because nobody could ever get it and and the end result was that the game was how many ta- how many words you said this is three was um. the three but nobody was like really clocking on to that and and you know it was just one of those things that whenever somebody came into this house They played this game and you just had this sense of discomfort. It's not very inclusive that a new person comes into the house and is made to feel like they're not part of something. This game is
1: inclusive because even when you know the rules, you can still
2: fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It would be very mean to play it with like four people who knew what it was and one new person. That would just feel like bullying it works Maybe. quite well if it's like fifty-fifty. Yeah, 50 you need yeah. to have quite a lot of the rules, new people and everybody a couple doesn't that know the rules. the rules
1: when it's a new one When it's a new round and someone puts a new rule in and nobody knows the rules that's quite good
2: but it's different from yeah but you're looking for patterns where on there's the first round. Di- yeah. where there's somewhere between naught and a thousand unknown rules and you're just making <laughs> mistakes and you don't even know why you're making mistakes
0: yeah there's a there's a really cool game that works on most platforms called Jackbox TV. That's a oh, whole yeah. Jackbox TV is great, and I should download it for next time you come over because um, you can just play on your phones. And um, you know where we were doing the Boulder Dash thing, where you had to draw things down. You do it on Jackbox TV, you do it on your phones. So and it just sort of shows the images and old pictures. Did we did. Was it Tuzzi in there? Yeah. It's a coat with a fluffy. Just for those who can't see on our podcast. Don't know why you can't see what's going on. Yeah, it's dead in Starbucks. Jess is going to take a picture so I can share it on the podcast. Is that going to be the cover? The cover of the podcast. It just looks like Daisy sitting
1: on a chair. We were also going to discuss um, aggression. We were talking about this morning about people um, kind of dampening down the word. Yeah to reactivity or nipping or snapping and we're all kind of really worried about using the word aggression so when i come along and say oh that's some aggressive response or hostile behavior um people sometimes retaliate against that yeah and then they come up with this well it was provoked well it had no choice Well, it had distance so because we we all think that it's the end of the world (laughs) if a dog does an aggressive response and i said that i think there's two types of trainers the first one that would be me Uh, thinks that all dogs are innocent until proven guilty. Okay, because I've been bitten too many times, <laughs> um, which means I see it as a predator first. Okay, and it's natural instinct, if not curbed, and most people don't. So isn't it the
0: opposite way around? Guilty yeah, until yeah. innocent. Yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Sorry, I,
2: meant. yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was
1: trying <laughs> to see
0: where this was, going yeah, was like, At the end this of the, the day, I'm complete. tired.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, guilty until proven innocent were were the. Um...
0: It has a predisposition to bite, and is unless you've done extensive work, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get the predator.
1: So I treat it as an, and I teach my um, trainees as well to, to you know, treat them with respect and distance initially before, until we can get the dog going, here's some good signals, I'm not upset yep. to anybody. Um, and yeah, why is it the end of the world when people, people just do not want to think about their dog being aggressive?
0: Yeah, and this is another one where you've broken me. I was talking about this before. It's just like, I can't see dogs the same way. It's terrible. It's spoiled my life. I see cute dogs. You go up to a cute dog and you go and you fluff its ears and it goes Hi and it looks at you really happily and Everybody's de- wags its tail and everybody's really happy. That's the sort of dog that I'm used to mm-hmm. and I expect. Mm-hmm. And, ob- I <laughs> and obviously I would never even go near fussing a dog these days. Because <laughs> I'm just, when I see a dog walking looking happy and somebody goes up to fuss it, I'm going, don't fuss the dog, <laughs> it's going to bite you, don't do it. Um, and they go, that's, that's my dog, that's, that's, my,
2: that's my wife i am just walked up to. And, <laughs> yeah. and you like,
0: oh, okay. like, don't Push. care, just don't, I'm um, <laughs> not sure about that language. Um, so yeah, I can't. It's a safe I can't, dog already. Yeah, yeah, I know. The yeah, that's about the level. All oh, my cats, you know, I can do pretty much anything to my cats. That's fine. Yeah. So um, the the thing is, I've got various friends with dogs who will talk about what their dog does, and I'm like. oh bells are ringing, bells are ringing. It's all right, it's fine. Just doesn't like it very much when you and I'm like, oh shoot! It just said that thing, and now I know that that dog, when it expresses how it doesn't like it very much, I know exactly what's going to happen. Well,
1: that's another word, right? He doesn't like it. it because like everyone's watering down the real thing. So I actually pushed this a little bit because you know what I'm good at doing. That um, we went over to um, Willow's teaching puppy classes and wanted for the winter to find an indoor venue. So we found a hall and the person was really excited about us being there and she said, um, oh, I've got a little dog, can I bring it? And then she said, it's got some, It's. I said, what would you like to work on? Oh, it's great, it's great, it just doesn't like. And they gave me a list of things it doesn't like. And I said, so what, does you, what do you mean when you say it doesn't like? What does it do? Does it run away? Oh, no, 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 no. Does it growl at you? Oh, yeah, sometimes. So, you know, my alarm bell is you're hiding from this but they're not seeing that because we are using this language. Do we use that with each other, with humans? Do we kind of water everything down?
0: Um, it depends whether you like the person or not. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we exaggerate one way, shape or form depending on our perception of the person in the first place. So you will pick up on the traits you like or don't like and you'll only talk about them. In the same way as people only talk about what's wrong with them, right? They only talk about what doesn't work. The the amount of times it's like, yeah, okay, but the real problem is this, that whole what have you done for me today thing, right? So we do naturally filter everything. Nothing is real. We don't see any real... So Kim's just
1: moving away from being a dog walker for how many years? Two. And what, what do you think... Because obviously it's very easy for people to think that I've got a, a skewed or biased vision of dogs because people are coming to me with issues. Mm-hmm. But actually I've been spending a lot of time um, asking the general population of dog owners, you know, what's your dog like? And I'm probing because I want to know these people who are not going to classes and don't have any issues, do they not have issues? Or are they just not seeing it until it becomes an issue? So obviously you're taking on um general population of dogs just to give them a walk.
2: hmm what what are they like? Are they that that is what you've just explained? Is people, um, they do just want their dog to go for a walk, and when you bring up, um, things that you see or like Don was saying, once you learn something and you see it, you can't unlearn it, and then you all of a sudden you see everything, um, and when you bring that stuff to, to them, a lot of people they don't want to know, they don't want to know it, um, because they either don't see it themselves or. Um, they avoid situations where things might come up, or they just don't want to know, and then they get defensive, and all of a sudden it's kind of me or whoever. It's a
1: weird behaviour though, pulling the wool over your eyes and kind of going, even though it's been brought to my attention, it's not important, or I don't want to don't,
0: deal with that. I, I think we do that. I think I think it's normal for us to mask and hide what's really going on. So you walk into Starbucks. There's a load of people around. I think it's normal for people to go, hopefully I don't see anybody I know, or, oh, shit, I didn't do my hair, or, you know, these aren't... I haven't changed my clothes or something. like Whatever, you know, I think it's normal for people to walk in somewhere like this and go, I hope I don't see anybody I know, or... and not go, oh, wouldn't it be nice if I saw somebody I knew? And then um, you say, How are you doing, how was your Christmas? And you put a Big Smile on, you go it's cool, it's fine, it was family, not it was hell, it was torture, I felt alone or anything like that. We don't we don't do the you know, liar, liar or whatever the Jim Carrey film is, brutal honesty in, in terms of what comes up. I think it is normal to mask, package, filter, and present. And I think to what
1: end? What's the purpose of that?
0: I think we do it internally to ourselves. Make us feel better? Yeah, I think I think um, I was showing. I'm I'm doing the motivation game at the start of the year again, um, just to get our like little motivation juices going. And you can do it. What does that mean? (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> well everybody starts <stopped. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> duh it's pretty obvious <laughs> for, for, the, for, the, for
2: the listeners who because we obviously totally understand what that yeah, yeah, is yeah, obviously, listeners obviously what yeah. does
0: it mean well the 1st of January is a time where everybody sets New Year's resolutions for the year and it's traditional that about 3 weeks into January most people have given up on their mm-hmm. Year's resolutions I and mean, we have to think that we're talking a year right so we've got 12 months, and if you have failed on it sometime into January, that doesn't mean you failed your resolution. And the Maltesers are getting passed backwards and forwards <laughs> in front of the microphone. Oh, Stop being an asshole. Um, Which one? It's pretty obvious. It's the one that answered. Um, <laughs> Rude <far. laughs> So, so we have the goals cause us a problem because if we hit the goal, what do we do next? If we miss the goal, we go, sorry, it, I've missed it anyway, especially when it comes to dieting, right? So you're like, okay, I was supposed to eat healthily. My goal was I'm not going to have any chocolate from the first of January. I'm not going to have any chocolate. And then um, it's
1: unrealistic.
0: It is unrealistic, because on the 7th of January, somebody has a nice cake, and you have a little bit of cake, and you just go, it's okay, it's just a bit of cake. But now I've blown it, because my resolution was, in January, I'm not going to have chocolate, and I've had some chocolate. It's gone. What about if you said to reduce the amount of chocolate you had, to try and choose healthier options when there is one? Now you can't blow it as easily. It gives you something to aspire to. So if we think longer term... I feel like this should be called optimistic juices, not motivational juices. Yeah. When's the motivational the, bit coming? The thing the thing that stops you getting there is motivation and what deflates your motivation, and what gives you motivation. Okay. And it's very often about hitting or missing targets and what happens when you hit or miss targets and um, your sense of self. So as part of that, I've done a game every year. It's like a seven day just challenge. You do something different every day and it gets you kind of going and it, it, little tasks, little understanding things, little stuff about the brain, the way it works and this year i'm going to do it on an instagram channel because they've just come out and you can have a broadcast channel and you can do it in a whole chat thing and i can do videos each day and then people can interact with the videos and it's really cool so i'm trying that this year normally it's on an online thing with a facebook group and all that sort of stuff which is a pain in the butt um so one of the things that i wanted everybody to start thinking about is how you define yourself right who we are how you know who you are because a lot of the time your motivation comes let's say your motivation is to lose weight well for who who is the god that says the less weighty version of you is the best version of you that you could possibly be is it your partner is it your friends who really gives a hoot how much you wear (laughs) weight we're not even going there on that one because there's so many factors but you know when when we're talking about what we're trying to achieve if we're trying to achieve weight loss you have to have a really clear idea of why you're doing it because it's very easy to give up if that idea is not very strong so first you have to kind of go who and that idea that every single person you meet including the baristas in starbucks or whatever has a totally different image of you in their head so who's the god Who's the one that has the absolute truth about who you are or who you're supposed to are that you're trying to live up to? So getting that, and there's, um, there's a thing that Doves did. I think we've talked about it before. The, the makeup people or the beauty products people, um, do a lot of kind of natural, supportive stuff.
2: Oh, they're like everybody's valuable. Everybody's thing. valuable. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that, that kind of stuff. stuff. It's every yeah. shape is
0: fine. It's doves to do it. Um, and they did um, a sketch artist thing where they took a, a criminal sketch artist who does um, photo fit reconstructions, um, and they had him sat on one side of a screen, and they had two people who were strangers to each other. One person would describe themselves, and he would do the photo fit drawing, and then the second person would describe the person they just met, and he'd do the photo fit drawing, and guess which one was more accurate the other guy the other guy right because the other guy doesn't have the filters perceptions. so we filter everything through layers and layers of narratives that come from growing up perceptions of what people think around us what our friends think what everybody expects of us and then we interact with the world through that massive fog of filter stuff it's crazy but who are you without your expectations that are put on you by everybody else? And so if you were kind of want to lose weight because you think somebody else needs you to, then when you're challenged at your goal, when you're stressed, when everything's too much and you've had a really wet, windy walk with the dogs and you're just tired and you're just knackered and you just want to eat the Christmas chocolates, then it can wait till tomorrow. It can wait till tomorrow. But if you want to be healthier because you want to live longer because you know your body's out of balance and you have no energy to do the things you want to do because you eat chocolate and the chocolate zaps you of your energy, then actually it's a very different decision. Do I eat my chocolate now? It's like, yeah, I can, but actually I want to have more energy and I want to make healthier choices, and that's going to get in the way of that. So, So that internal narrative creates a filter for the dogs as well. The internal narrative, people will think... If I say anything like my dog's aggressive, people will think I should put it down.
1: So do you think that it's better to then create a safe space where it's okay that the dog's aggressive because we can then work through that up front?
0: Yeah, I think in the context in which you work, there is a real advantage in being able to go, I'm only asking for information, not because there's going to be a decision made about the life of your dog off the basis of what you say. The information is going to tell me, what the priorities are, what the nature of the dog as per the aggression index that we talk about. What's, are we working on underlying stuff or are we just got some situational stuff that we need to work on? That's why I'm asking the questions, not because I want to decide if you've got a bad dog or not. And, and I think that might make it easier for people to go, well, actually there is this situation where they keep on being, a, you know, growling or nipping or things like that. And that has happened quite a lot. And you can go, cool, that's a pattern. We can work with patterns. But if you say that your dog is not safe, then everybody's going to judge you. Nobody's going to go, you've got a cute, fluffy little dog and I love it and I want to pet it. (laughs) Apart from the people who go, I'm really good with dogs, so I can pet your dog even if it's growling and drooling at me.
2: Walk up to a growling muzzle, German shepherd, and still shove their hand in. Yeah,
1: because they're good with dogs. Dogs love them. Dogs Dogs love them. (laughs) I had somebody... um, give me some feedback that wasn't very positive
0: did you that's unusual it is unusual
1: and he said that um he he wasn't happy that i'd mentioned that his breed was a dog that i considered a breed to have a red flag on me personally yep um and i obviously sat, sat on that and thought about it because for me um the patterns that i have in my head are there are certain breeds that I'm going to be more aware that they can do damage. Yes. Everyone's thinking bullies, but it wasn't a bully. <laughs> there's, there's quite a few breeds in my head that I'm like, hmm, I've never actually worked with one that hasn't been yeah. aggressive. And the power that's behind them, and, and actually chow chows are one of them as well, surprisingly, because I, I live with one, but apart from her, I've never met a chow chow, I mean you, you were know, present when, when one know, actually bit me twice. And they're, they can be tricky because they, they don't really show much body language, mm-hmm. apart from staring, and then they just go, yeah, I'm going to bite you. So there's a few breeds that I have that come with a wee flag because of my experience. Yes. But does my experience... Is my experience negated when it comes to somebody else's feelings?
0: Well, there are, there are multiple levels, like always. Um, you cannot have a personal opinion on something relating to dog behavior. There's not not a boundary there because of what you do. Anything you express is not a personal opinion, not allowed to say, in my personal experience, I just don't like this because everyone I meet is a problem because what you're actually supposed to say is, I can work with anything if you'll work with me.
2: All right. uh, to be fair, I didn't actually see. No, I didn't like the breed. I don't, but I do I don't, like, the don't breed. like the breed or not going to work with no. the breed. It was, let's get a muzzle on. We've got the, the owner was going, they've never shown any aggression. Yep. This was like, let's get a muzzle on in case. Here's
0: what yes. we're going to do next. So, So it depends what you're trying to do. Because if you're a trainer, you're trying to tell them what they need to do. And so they can follow the instructions that you give them. And when they walk away from you, if they don't do anything with that, that's not my circus, not my monkeys, because i told them what to do. So a trainer, you bring them to them, in that space I work with you, off you go. All right? But your neck is on the line when you work with a dog because you take them in and you have to see the difference and you have to find a home for them. So it's a very different situation yeah, than when you're just training. And
1: I think that, my, you know, my... my um Workshops have moved on greatly now, where I'm not just working with an owner, I'm working with people that are here to learn body language. Yes. I'm also working with trainers. So A lot of the time I'm talking to the trainers about stuff that they're going to take from me and go, right, okay, well, I maybe will take that red flag with that breed because they look really fluffy from the outside, but actually there's stuff going on there that we have to be aware of. And one of the things with these primitive breeds is that they don't give a lot of body language out.
0: No. And I think that the, the challenge that you have and part of your journey has been to be able to trust your guts and your experience to put the right boundaries and but safety how, measures how in place. how does someone
1: else's ignorance compare to my... You know, when, when they come along and, and have a love for their animal that far <laughs> exceeds uh-huh, my, what they perceive as my um, limited knowledge on their dog. Yes. What is the right answer to say to a person that says, no, no, you're wrong, my dog's lovely?
0: So um, don't be the bottom of the swimming pool is the answer because if you're the bottom of the swimming pool, it's easier to push to the top, right? So um, if you say, this is what my state is, and they can go, no, you are wrong because you don't understand. But if you use fluffy, fluffy language, you can say you might find that just so that you're not so stressed so that your poor dog isn't so stressed. Why don't we just stick a muzzle on it so that we can actually give it a fair chance? You're going to achieve the same goal, but actually they feel, you're ex- they feel that you're expressing the interest of them and their dog and you're doing it in the interest of them and their dog as opposed to protection for everybody around them and their dog. So it's about language and so understanding.
1: Without singling them out. They feel more important. They They do.
0: They feel that you care about the dog, you care about them, and you're working in their best interests. As opposed, which I have to be
1: mindful of now because now I'm doing this as a. it's all, it almost appears to be something interesting to watch for a lot of people but the person that i'm dealing with individually is going to take that very very everything i said i didn't i said it to the group it's yeah. the red flag breed yeah but he's taken that yeah. very personally
0: yeah and and you know one of the, the reasons that i've come along on a lot of the stuff that you do is those first days those first hours are incredibly emotionally charged for the owners they are coming into a scary situation Where everybody's going to judge them and their dog. They're seeing things in behavior in their dog they've never ever seen before because they've never pushed it. They are scared. Their dog is hurting, as far as they're concerned, being stressed, as far as they're concerned, fearful, anxious, all the things that they've come. And then this dominant person comes in and squishes the dog and with no account of the feeling of them and their dog that is their perception that's the filter that they're walking in there with before you even open your mouth or take the lead or whatever nothing you before you do anything so anything you do that you know think of the whole um, kid's toy you know with the square hole the triangle hole the circle hole anything you do that fits in the hole of the grid they've already got set up is just gonna add fuel to it and anything that is kind of sideways of that they're just going to not hear at all because when i ask them
1: to come along without their dog and just come and observe and watch they don't want to do it no because
0: yes they want to show you their dog and they think the problem is the dog not them (laughs) you know that's a huge thing to go it's me that's causing the problem for the dog and you've heard um jesse say all the time it's like that realization is still really hard for her the things that she did that have led to the way Atlas is and led to the problems, not out of choice, not out of badness, not out of malice. She did everything she possibly could, but she still has a significant part to play in the way Atlas was. Only a significant part, it's not the whole story, quite clearly, from having different puppies around him and things like that. But um, that, that's so that's your filter you're coming in with. And like, if we told Jessie before she kind of walked on to Camperdown Park. This is your fault. You've got a problem dog, and this is your fault. She would not have got any further, because you would not have been the right person to understand her and her dog. So, yeah, it's it's some of it is psychology, some of it is experience, but at the end of the day, because of the nature of the dogs that you are dealing with and your instinctive understanding of what you're seeing in the dog... The overriding thing has to be safety. You have to trust the gut that says, if all else fails and I have to piss somebody off and upset them to put a muzzle on their dog, I can deal with that afterwards. That's a better risk. I
1: mean, that's what happened. You know, I I was in danger of getting bitten. I probably would have if I hadn't uh, asked for the muzzle. And um, it's a good way to, to look at it, but... But if the worst thing is a couple of bad words exchanged, then it's better than a hospital yeah. visit. <laughs> and if they don't like it, they can leave.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the, the, you know, there is a certain amount of resourcefulness that has brought people there in the first place, problems they've had. Nobody comes there from scratch, it's not the first thing they do. Um, so there's amazing resourcefulness. We just have to get through the stuff in the way and recognize that there is the stuff in the way. And if we, it, we could do what you do and it would work. Or they could go away and not bother. If we wanted to be really successful, then this is what we do. We kind of meander through what's the best way of getting them as quickly as possible on the same page as us so we can start seeing results with them and their dog as quickly as possible. One of the
1: hardest things as a trainer, I think, to, to kind of put aside that, okay, but all this time learning about dogs, I know how to help your dog. But until I can help your dog, I've got to work with you to get you on side so that you're going to trust me that I can help your dog, even though I know I can help your dog without you needing to even, you know, but I have to get your permission to be allowed
0: to help your dog.
1: (laughs) And that means making friends with you.
0: And we learn by evidence the people and the dogs. So you can't fast-track that particular place. you found the leanest, meanest line through it, to be honest, with the residentials and workshops and things. You have found the option. route. Well, yeah, because, route.
1: because when you've got people coming together and they go, "All oh, right, well, it's worked for you. They can see each other's they, they learning. They forgive my yeah. abruptness yeah. because they go, well, this is part of it, and we need to trust the process. So I get away with it sometimes, but most of the time, I do have to make friends, sadly. <laughs>
0: And you make some amazing friends that have now moved up to Scotland and everybody keeps wanting to move to Scotland. So you're not that bad. Because loads of fun, that's You're why. not doing that much. It's not as bad as you're making it out to be.
1: <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's good. And, okay. Yeah, so we have this
0: house now and we're going to do
1: more residentials coming up. Um, this year, and touring, and... Next year. We're not in next year
0: yet. I know it feels like it's going really fast, but we're still not in next year yet.
1: It's all mapped out. Jesse came up for a few days and we have, like, a calendar of stuff now, and I'm a bit like, oh that's depressing. (laughs) (laughs) You're
0: not used to having to work to a schedule.
1: I just like going, right, let's do this. Let's let's go away next weekend for this place. Now we have stuff to do. I
0: know. It's just going to get worse, but, you know, on that positive note, thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) We'll speak again soon.